the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hey friends, Bob Brantz here, and I've got bad news and good news for you. Which one do you want first? Well, we'll start with the bad. The bad news is I'm not in today. Now the good. The good news is Rob Walgate is in. You will be treated to the wit and wisdom of my good friend from the Ohio Roundtable, the American Policy Roundtable, and the Public Square Broadcast Network. Rob Walgate, thank you so much for being here for my conservative audience, my friend. Take it away. Thanks to Bob France for trusting me with the microphone on this Wednesday morning. And thanks to Dave Zanotti for sitting in with me to help take, uh, he's doing more than, more than half the load. So that's much appreciated. Oh, thank, there's squirrels everywhere this morning, Dave, because I'm, I've got, I, I've got another email pulled up where uh, Fauci is furious regarding, um, beaches and restaurants in Florida. From way back when he's he's sending emails around about how mad he is that that let's talk Florida about, did not listen. Let's talk about furious. Okay, put that pin in that for one second. But you know, I have listened to Bob's show for many years. I never get tired of the Reagan quotes. Never. As many times as I have heard that quote, every time I hear it, it takes me somewhere. I was thinking, listening about Ronald Reagan. I do not worship Ronald Reagan. Um, I do consider Ronald Reagan to be a hero. But he's an interesting hero. Ronald Reagan was a movie star. He was a guy that went to Eureka College and was uh, working to be a sportscaster. Ronald Reagan was in the entertainment media. But somehow... Through the integrity of his life, the changes that he made as a person, not a perfect person, the changes, the overcoming, 
that he did in his life. He somehow found the truth about America, intellectually, spiritually, philosophically, and began to use his talents and abilities to capture that truth and to project it into culture, which he was willing to do for years in radio broadcasts, in traveling, in speeches, to try to rally America in the midst of the Cold War to remember what it means to be America. And and though he was able to uh, navigate uh, through chronology to where he was not in the armed services in conflict in battle because of age and different sets of situations, he's not a war hero. Right? He played in war movies and other movies. Okay? He's not a war hero. Um, he was able to let himself be used as a carrier, if you will, of the messaging. Now, that doesn't make him a phony or a fraud or a hypocrite or a play actor. Right? It's a difference between an actor who comes to an understanding of truth and wants to spend his life communicating it and a president who wants to be a movie star. Okay, We've had several of those in recent years. There's a big difference. But Reagan used the gifts that he had to quantify and to project and to teach America what America is supposed to be. Then he went into public service as the governor of California, and it was tough stuff as governor. He made some mistakes, and he admitted to making mistakes. He made a mistake on the life issue when California was dealing with the question of abortion and repented and recanted the fact that he did not oppose California's move more aggressively to to uh, legalize abortion through all nine months for pregnancy for any reason. He was wrong about that. He changed, and he went out, and he lived a life of public service, and then he came forward to challenge the Republican Party and, and, and took it on the chin. He was an outsider. He was an outsider and took it on the chin. In 1976, he came after Gerald Ford and almost defeated him. Gerald Ford went to his grave saying that it was Ronald Reagan who cost him the victory against Jimmy Carter. And then Reagan served his eight years presence, took a bullet for his country, took a bullet for all of us. This guy is worth listening to. And when I hear his voice, I think of all of that. And you know what? It's not that I miss him. He's in a good place. He wouldn't want to come back here. I miss what that voice reminds me of. You miss leadership? I miss people who are unafraid to say that they love America, the idea of America, the principles of America, and are willing to fight for America. And that's what this entire COVID conversation is about. America doesn't disappear when there's a crisis. America should shine when there's a crisis because the people who handed this country to us built it to be able to sustain a crisis. Our problem was in the last year, we saw how quickly our leaders will bail out on the truth and sadly, how many of us will, like sheep, follow that kind of failed leadership? I think, I think that's one of the, another one of the things. I've said that 87 times today. But it was surprising the willingness of so many to just go along with it because of what someone in elected office said. They were willing to say, well, they must have my best interest at heart because what, what this started as in the beginning of the discussion in February and March of 2020 was when we were looking at the models, it was all talking about hospitalizations and events and death rates. 
and it went from that to when we the state coloring book was released. That that <laughs> that was basically that was basically no one can get sick ever again. And there's a big difference. You're right. The, the storyline changed. And let's go back to March of 2020, and we talk about the election, the canceling of the primary election in 2020. We mentioned that they went to the court, said the judge threw them out. Mike and Amy decided that it was too dangerous for people to go to vote. Now, responsible leadership would have been to have called up the Speaker of the House, the President of the Senate, and said, we need to have a meeting because we need to pass emergency legislation that says we're going to move this election because it's too dangerous for people to show up in person. Especially considering they'd already shut down uh limited bars and restaurants mm-hmm. to take out. There were so many things that were done. Now they're doing this in the 24 hours prior. And constitutionally, the only people that can change the date of an election are the House and the Senate. The General Assembly has to do it. But it was too much work. It was too complicated. And everything was driven by panic. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. No, we're still here. You know, one of the memes we talk about all the time is the meme that shows the founders in Constitution Hall and it says none of this matters if there's a virus. Right. Right. The virus is not the reason to suspend the rule of law. If Mike DeWine had gone to the legislature and the legislature had passed an emergency measure to change the date of that election, the people would have been represented at the table. It would have been legal. It would have been constitutional. But it was too much work for them. And they would have had to have already begun to rescind some of the power that they were amassing. So the governor by fiat simply canceled an election. Now, if you're running for office, forget what uh, is the there's a big federal connection to this we can get to. But it doesn't matter where you are on the ballot. What right do you have? The governor doesn't have the right to do that. It's completely and totally illegal to do what he did. His pals in the legislature bailed him out because after he canceled it and 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 Oh, they knew they had chaos on their hands. So they went ahead and technically then rescheduled it. They rescheduled it for June. So in essence, what they did was they rescheduled an election after the date it was originally to be held. How does that work? Think about the precedent we just said. That's just the twilight zone. Everybody's going, wang. Everybody will say, what? Yeah, this is the point. This is the point. You can't just make this stuff up. Because all of this then has precedent and consequence, and real leadership doesn't do stuff like that. So you're right. They changed the date of an election after the date of the election had already happened. So what happens if there's a party in control, and there's a very large election, and someone loses by 10 votes? And they say, well, wait a minute. We're going to change the date of it. Now, some people are saying, no, 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 people didn't get to vote in person, so that's why it mattered. No, people were voting 30 days up before this election. Votes had already been cast. Plenty of votes had already been cast. People participated. The election was ongoing. The only day that it didn't happen was that last day. So my question is, are you always going to be able to manipulate and change it to what you want it to be if you're in power. So everything that the DeWine Acton defenders will say is, oh, wait, are you going to sneeze in this studio at the same time? Oh, my goodness. 
Andrew saved you. He cut your mic off. You did, and you didn't even sneeze. You went through all that. It's just, it's all, it's all an act. I see what you're doing to me. It's June 2nd. It doesn't matter anymore. I had my finger on the cough button. I was ready. All right. Uh, so uh, the entire DeWine motif was, but we're going to die. And if you disagree with us, you're killing people. People will die because we'll have an election. Okay. Um, Another serious mistake that we can learn from is remedied by the old-fashioned sign that says, swim at your own risk. The responsibility of civil government is not to purge all risk from culture. The responsibility of civil government is to enforce the laws passed by the people's elected representatives. And if the law puts us in a position on voting where if you show up in person you are at risk. The government is responsible to tell you you're at risk, and you make your own choice. You didn't have to go vote that day. You didn't. And for those listening, but the election and the integrity of our elections is more important than my life. The law, the rule of law, and justice in society is bigger than me. And for those listening, saying I cannot believe they didn't take it seriously. I, I, two things. One. I had the virus, and it kicked. I'm, I'll say it kicked my butt. It did. Um, and two, back in February, and March in 2020, when this was coming around, I called my grandfather, 83 years old. He thought he was gonna. No one knew what was going on. And I told him, call him Detta. I said, Detta, you do not leave the house. You don't need to right now because he's in a. We need to protect the vulnerable. He's vulnerable with the comorbidities he has. I knew the virus would not take long to run its course on him. We wanted to be smart about it. But I also knew that people in my neighborhood that needed to go to work to provide for their family should be given that opportunity if they are able and they want to make that decision. I remember the Sunday that Mike DeWine said they were going to close down the restaurants. And um, I remember calling you and you said, do you have friends in the restaurant business? And you knew. I said, yeah. I said, we do. We have one not far from our house. And I stopped in there, and I said, here's what I would do if I was you guys. I said, I would stay open tomorrow. Stay open. They looked at me like I had three heads because basically what they heard was the governor on TV say, you have to shut down. You have no choice. And they feel like their business is over forever. They don't know what's going to go on. How long is this going to last? And there I am you know, with no skin in the game saying, stay open. I'd stay open. We think you have a great case to stay open. And that's how we felt. And legally, that would have been the right leg to stand on. So, so much more to get to. We're running over breaks. Andrew's waving frantically behind the glass. We're getting there. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, hey friends, Bob France here once again for the good people at Kowalski Ford. You know, look, I know you have a lot of options. There are plenty of them out there when it comes to buying a new car, but why would you settle? Why wouldn't you work with the best? I have been telling you about Kowalski Ford for almost 20 years on Cleveland Radio. Regan Kowalski has been a friend and a business partner in that regard for all of those years, and I'm just telling you, nobody does it better. Kowalski Ford is in Avon Lake on Lake Road, one mile west of Route 83. Kowalski Ford, you just got to get there. 
goal to take care of business and that's what we're looking forward to doing today on the bob france authority am 1420 the answer rob walgate joined by dave zanotti having a lot of fun on call this your so. friends call your neighbors call everybody who cares because we may not be on the air tomorrow if we <laughs> keep being this honest about what really happened in covid behind the scenes in ohio but it's june the second and masks are being burned yeah. from the river to the lake and i feel like they feel like they're being burned so we can forget about everything that happened we need to study it we need to understand it so the same mistakes aren't made Again, again and, and again, again and, and again. again, because some people in this country, when it comes to elected office and leadership, don't seem to recognize what's happened from a historical perspective around the world, and they want to follow the model of other countries that we've seen fail. So it's important we keep things in context. And we do that because ideas have consequences when you act upon them, and when you act upon them, they have more consequences. The trickle-down effect. We haven't even gotten passed out of March yet for all the mistakes that have been made. We haven't even gotten to that to that FOIA request and those. Maybe we have to get to that tomorrow. All right, probably have to but, do but, FOIA but, tomorrow. But, but we want to do a restaurant. Let's go to yeah. restaurants. Consequences. Let's go to restaurants and consequences. So and and so people will know. Um, uh, Ron DeSantis made mistakes in Florida. He did. He made mistakes early on, and he's admitted he made mistakes. But isn't that what a leader does when they make mistakes? They're not afraid to pivot and say, listen, I was wrong. I tell my my kids all the time, I said, we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. We're, we're going to make mistakes. That's one thing. You know, my, my wife, she gets mad because I have strong opinions on things. Shocker. But when I'm wrong on a fact or an issue, I don't want to defend my wrong position. I no, say, I, was wrong. I, Sorry. I give it up. Messed I get, it up. And, yep. and she always says, no, I want to. I want to have this argument out because you're wrong, and I'm saying, well, I don't want to defend the wrong position. I was wrong. She's like, no, I want you to. I want you to hold that position. She likes being so. Right. She's with me on dueling. Is what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Oh, a hundred percent. All right, all right, 100%. okay, all right. So, so what we get to is, uh, which, by the way, you also just pointed out the reason why dueling doesn't work, because given enough time, enough, a lot of people do come to their senses and ask for forgiveness. Okay, uh, anybody can make a mistake. And just so people would know, we're specifically citing Mike DeWine and the Republican leadership today because they're responsible, period, end of conversation. There's no way to escape it. Doesn't mean we hate them. Doesn't mean we haven't already forgiven them and that we don't pray for them. But we, the people, have to hold leaders accountable. Now, I haven't seen one ounce, one breath, one scintilla, of backup or apology from the DeWine administration. Do you think, and I know we only have two minutes until the break, do you think that will be the question or the defense if he does, in fact, run for re-election in 2022? Uh, Do you think that will be? We'll have to bring back to tomorrow because we said restaurant. Restaurant, yes, we did. Great trip. Great trip from Northeast Ohio. Head to Ashland, to Savannah, Ohio, just a little north of Ashland, Ohio, to the Cattleman's Restaurant. Little restaurant with homemade food and good folks that just mind in their own business. So in the midst of all the Mike and Amy show, Department of Health people around the state, some did really yeoman's work to try to mitigate against the governor's excesses. Others went more 
into the realm of excesses. In Cattleman's Restaurant, one day, some guy from the Department of Health showed up, didn't identify himself, and started taking notes. Came back a second time. And the next thing you know, Cattleman's Restaurant was being cited because this guy from the Department of Health saw someone on a 90-degree day in the kitchen of Cattleman's with their mask around their chin instead of where it was properly supposed to be. Not only cited them, chained the doors and put them out of business. With no due process. No due process whatsoever. Why? He's just doing what Mike and Amy are doing. You see the consequence and the power. So what ended up happening? What happens to those poor people? They got nothing. But some friends got together who were listening to what you were talking about and what the roundtable was saying and pulled together with some other friends uh, in Columbus and Franklin County. Uh, the organization is the 1851 the, Constitutional right. Law Center, Maurice Thompson. Right. Good people trying to do good things. We don't agree on everything, and they don't agree with us on everything, but they believe in the same Constitution we do. They stepped up. A brief behind-the-scenes coalition was put together, and the next thing you know, Cattlemen's had legal defense. And guess what? They won their case. The first county to go free in Ohio was Ashland County. Because the judge in Ashland County declared the actions of the DeWine administration through that Department of Health as unconstitutional. Ashland also had the first church. The first church that reopened. That's right. Bethel Chapel. Bethel Chapel. Savannah, Ohio. That's where freedom started with a little handful of people. And nobody heard that story. You know why? Because the State House News Corps had their heads so far up. Beep. All right, another beat. All right, that they didn't care about liberty. They just cared about getting their next opportunity to meet with the governor. When we come back after the break, you'll have plenty more beeps. That's a guarantee. You're listening to the Bob France Authority, AM 1420. The answer. Welcome back. Rob Walgate joined by Dave Zanotti. And you heard during the new segment of the break, they talked about the state budget in Ohio, which constitutionally in Ohio, the budget has to be passed by June 30th to start the fiscal year. And has year. to balance. And has to balance. It's going to be roughly $75 billion over a two-year period. I can remember when I first started with um, the American Policy Roundtable, it was the spring, early spring of 03. Dave's looking at me because I'm about to tell the story, and I told him I wasn't giving him a heads up on this. And um, that summer, early summer, probably about this week that year, we went to he went to an event with me. We went down to East Liverpool, mm-hmm. where I'm from. We went to Wellsville High School, the new Wellsville High School yeah. at the time, yeah. for the Lou Holtz Hall of Fame yeah, breakfast. Yep. And politicians Picked from the area. One of the best coconut cream pies I've yeah. ever had in my life. Yes, Adrian's Restaurant. And um, we went to hear Coach Holtz speak at the Coach Holtz Hall of Fame breakfast where they give out, they honor so many people and hand out grants and awards to teachers. And I remember going over and I knew that the state lawmakers um, from our area, as David spent time with them as well, but um, I knew the guy more on a personal level level and he was speaker pro tem at the time and i remember walking over i said dave i'll introduce you we'll be there and walk over and we met and dave looked at him and said i'll tell you what i've read the state budget and i quite frankly i don't like it and i'm just kind of like looking around like wait a minute what just happened here like we're gonna have a friendly conversation and now and and i'll never forget the reaction and the response from the elected official and it was straight defense because he knew exactly why you wouldn't like it. He knew exactly that they were spending too much money. He knew 
all the reasons not to like it because, quite frankly, he didn't like it either. But for some reason, he was going to vote for it, and it yeah. made no sense. And it's it's tough. Look, um, we've been at this. We're gonna we're gonna be two hours, and we're gonna be two hours again tomorrow. We've been at this for forty two years. And you say, I don't get you guys. You don't fit into what I see on cable news. You're not Republicans. You're not Democrats. You're not uh, like in this camp or that camp. No. We're for the Constitution. We're for the Declaration. We're for liberty. We're for people and their rights. We don't care about the political parties. Now, we're not suggesting that they have to disappear or that there's anything wrong with association and and putting together committees and groups and parties, that's all fine. It's a, we have a constitutional protection on association. If that's what you've got to do, fine. The problem is most people don't do that anymore. And the parties have become so dramatically self-serving and they're so desperately out of touch. And COVID exposed that. You see, COVID didn't accomplish much, but it revealed a great amount. Well, when you don't follow the Constitution, when you don't follow the rule of law, then there are unintended consequences that come into play. And yes, we're seeing yeah, that yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, because we built the Constitution to avoid these things from happening. So when you get outside the Constitution, guess what? You get sick. And there are consequences. Like, and, well, there are major ones and there are minor ones. I don't know what some would consider this, but there is a national chicken wing shortage right now. They're tough to find. When you find them, when you look at the cost of a case, you kind of scratch your head. And many restaurants are saying, I'm not sure I want to pay that because I can't pass that price on. COVID supply chain. How about rental cars? Try and get one. We put in, I put in for a rental car. I thought that I put in accidentally for three months. Or three cars. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was like, what? Like, this can't be correct. And I had the... I had a what I thought was a a code to get a get a deal. I couldn't believe it. But to stay afloat, rental car companies sold so much of their fleet last year so they would have cash flow. Now they have no cars. Now they have no cars. But guess what? They can't get cars cuz nobody can get cars. Go out and try and buy a new car right now and what you'll find is nobody can get them finished because the supply chains are disrupted everywhere, much of it coming from China. Don't tell me that's not a consequence of COVID. I was I was with a friend um, from the Ohio Valley recently, and he works in a manufacturing company. And um, I was I said, "How is it to get employees right now?" And he said, "To get anyone that's worth a darn, it, it's impossible." I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" So I'm I, I, he says they don't show up for work. I said, "Well, what's the incentive to show up for work? Let's talk about pay structure." Let's. He said, "Okay, let's talk about it." You start out at $27 an hour. He said, and you're going to work overtime. Back in the good old uh, days, I'm like scratching 15 my- months ago, $27 an hour was really good money. It, 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 uh, to me, that's insane. I'm like, are you serious? He said, yeah, I'm serious. We had a guy last week, worked four days, made a bunch of money. Apparently, that's enough for a while because we got him a doctor's note. He tripped over his cat at home, and he can't come to work for a month. What? We set up... The idea, and, and, and this is the direct responsibility of Republican leadership in America. Donald Trump bears some of this responsibility. We gotta shut this thing down to protect you, but don't worry, we'll pay you. Garbage. That's all funny money. That's all printing press money. And it was passed down from the federal government 
through the states. We're going to pay you. We're going to pay you. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then the Democrats jumped on and said, yeah, you're going to pay them a lot more and you're going to pay them a lot longer because you fell into the trap. And now we're going to strain you till you can't take it anymore. And now we're in a situation where I go across the country and everywhere I go, there's help wanted signs and people can't get employees because we are in a position. I had I had a, a person in the banking field tell me just the other day. This is the banking field. Now, we're not talking about people hanging drywall here, which is a by a very noble and good profession. We're talking about some of the people at the elite end of the banking area saying, "We set this up where if we can't offer a person sixty thousand bucks out of the gate, we can't get them off of unemployment." We set up a system, and that's all funny that money. That's work. all that. Well, and again, and this is where you and I get in trouble. Can I say you get in trouble and I follow the lead? You are the boss. So you're the grand marshal of the parade. But this is where we do get in trouble because we, we're we not afraid to talk about policies. We're not going to talk about people. We're going to talk about the policies that have been put in place. But you look at what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump wasn't afraid to spend money. He spent a lot of money. He could have done a better job balancing the budget. Look, let's put this in perspective of reality. Back in the good old days, a year ago, here's what we knew from Johns Hopkins University about a virus. Now, there's some viruses that are deadly, period. HIV, AIDS. In the year 2000, Anthony Fauci, yes, he was around in the year 2000, decided that the United States would not produce an AIDS vaccine. He made that decision. Because the idea of an attenuated virus, which was kind of a a modified, a weakened form of AIDS being introduced in a human body was too difficult. And so what he did was put America on the course to therapeutics so that we eliminated the death threats of AIDS by therapeutics. You can still get AIDS through indiscriminate behavior, unhealthy behavior. You can still get AIDS. It's hard to get, but you can get it. But you don't die from it because of therapeutics. Those were decisions made. Back then. Viruses are real. Swim at your own risk is a really good sign that needs to be recreated. What viruses do is if they're a mild virus, as Johns Hopkins University defined this virus, if it's a mild virus, what we are is we're in a situation. Got to make sure I don't talk us right through the break. You're good. If it's a mild virus, like this one, where unless you have a large number of extenuating circumstances, you are probably going to get it and recover. Some people are going to get their butt kicks. Some people, most, are not even going to know that they've had it. They'll think they had the flu or maybe nothing. Maybe they had diarrhea. Maybe they lost sense of smell. This is all what the doctors are saying, not us. And they were saying this from day one because they knew what they were dealing with because coronaviruses have been around about 18 more times. That's why we call it COVID-19. We know what we're dealing with here. And so instead of looking at that and saying, look, there are risks here, but you have to make the decisions, the government tried to take away all the risks. First, they tried to scare us to death to control us. Then they try to tell us that if we listen to them, they take away the risks. And what are we left with now? Unbelievably stupid, horrible economic collapses and consequences. People have lost jobs. People have lost businesses. Some people have lost their lives as a consequence of the behavior that we took. And somebody should be held accountable for that. If anything, we, the people who let it happen, bear the most consequence. And I think some of the consequences won't be seen for years because we haven't even hit on the fact that we've left 
a large group of children at home with no social environment, no educational environment for a year's for a year of their life, over a year of their life. Which is actually going to be two academic years of their life that they were thrown completely upside down. Some will prosper in that environment because they had the resources of friends and relatives and loved ones who took care of them and got them through it, and they'll be fine. Many will bear the scars of that for the rest of their lives. And unfortunately, those consequences are yet to be seen. Still more to come after the break. You're listening to the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer. Final countdown, one segment to go, but don't worry, Dave and I will be back with you tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. to have some more data, some more info. But I know a lot of listeners right now, Dave, are thinking, okay, you've put all that on the table, but what do we do? Yeah, listening What's to us is plan? like watching somebody on a ledge or or like the great Walendas try to cross the Grand Canyon. Well, because, because we've talked about things that happened. You know, granted, we only made it like 26 days in, but we did talk about it. But when you study this historically, I mean, this is going to be a year-long college class. Yeah, It really is to study what happened. Yeah, And, and, and we, we haven't even got to or mentioned the fact that um, big tech censored articles and stories, pulled them off their site on the origin of the virus that now may be true, that they said wasn't true, so we haven't even got into the censorship aspect. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get to the FOIA stuff, what we learned there. Uh, yeah, first thing is, please, nobody jump off of any bridges don't, emotionally or intellectually. Um, we have to be smarter than the political parties. It's that simple. We just have to be smarter. There are more good people in this state than there are bad people in this state. Okay, And I don't want to be the one that judges between the two. I just have lived on earth long enough to know there are some people who have chosen to become bad people. Should only the good people be the ones that participate in the process? No. No, because I can't judge a heart. I can only judge the actions. And based upon actions, there are people out there who are bad people. I don't think we should vote for bad people. I really don't. And how do you judge that? Well, you ask God to help you based upon their actions. And you talk to them and you you discern uh, and 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 what you don't do is you never pick a person simply because of their party. Now, there may be times when you're voting that you vote for an R or a D because in the big picture of who will control the House or the Senate, the legislatures, you may say, well, I really don't like this person, but people who are leading a party in a good direction need that vote. They need that seat. So I may hold my nose and vote tactically. I understand that. That is a strategic vote for a greater purpose. It is utilitarian and it is practical. And voting is more often a head game than a heart game. Ronald Reagan's come around very rarely. There are very few people in the world like Jim Jordan who you can count on to do the right thing most 
always. Now, Jim's not perfect. He would acknowledge that to everybody. But I've known Jim a long time. Yeah, I, I love this, and I smile as I think about it. I love the story about how Jim got started in the political process. Circulating term limits petitions with Ohioans for term limits. That's right, back in 1992. So, um, uh, when you get down to all of this stuff, um, first off, don't panic. Secondly, don't be afraid of the moral equation that's involved here. And sometimes you've got to say, you know what? This person is just, they've, they've become somebody I don't want in leadership anymore. You've got to accept that. At the same time, we accept the reality that people are allowed to be wrong and change. You know, Ron DeSantis was wrong about COVID, and he's admitted it over and over again. Now, we're still paying consequences in Florida for his bad decisions. Right now, if you try to get to Florida and go to Disney, you can't get there. Why? Because Disney panicked along with everybody else, and DeSantis didn't intervene. And so Disney led the way back in March a year ago to start shut down all of Central Florida. They've lost 50,000 jobs that are not coming back because people panicked. They didn't have to now a year later you can't get into disney it's the same park it's the same facilities you know why you can't get into disney because they don't have any employees so they can't put you they can't host you there they did it to themselves yeah and now those people have moved away now you got to hire them back now they're sitting on unemployment till september how are you going to get them back mistakes were made be honest and admit the fact we made the mistakes Learn from our mistakes. You know, Mike DeWine, we'll say this again tomorrow to be fair, because I know people can't listen every day. Mike DeWine is allowed to repent too. When we're wrong, we make mistakes and we say so. And as the 2022 campaign rolls around, you may hear some of that. I'll, I'll be listening. I'll be listening. He doesn't live or die to me. He lives or dies to God. It's not, it, it, but I'm, I'm not going to be a fool and, and throw away my constitution in the name of, look, I've considered Mike DeWine to be a friend for years. I'm really mad at Mike, but I forgive him. I feel sorry. I feel like personally responsible because I couldn't reach him. I tried. I tried really hard. And others tried. I feel bad. I feel bad that I voted for him. I feel bad that I supported John Houston. I tried to reach them both. People make mistakes. They can change. And then we'll make those decisions when it comes time next year. But for right now, by all means, we have to look at the hard stuff. Pull off all the other Band-Aids. Pull off all the Band-Aids. Tell the truth. What about the folks that are saying, you know what, this is reason now that I don't even want to be involved in the process. I'm going to step away and not even participate because, like you said, you may have voted for, yeah. for Mike DeWine, yeah. and they made mistakes. Well, my question to them is, how are you at dueling? Okay, because that's where you're going to end up. I, 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 I would point a little bit east and take a look at the state of Pennsylvania and their lieutenant governor. I think it's John Fetterman. Yeah, uh, you know, he won his first mayoral race by one vote, and now he's going to be a candidate for the. And that was 15 years ago, roughly. Now he's going to be a candidate for the U.S. Senate, and he may he's one of the up-and-comers, if you will, that the Democrat Party says, and he won by one vote because one more person participated in the process. He's going to go from the mayor of a very tiny town where under 500 people voted to the most exclusive club in the world in the United States Senate, possibly. And the person that says, 
oh, it's just so, I'm so disgusted, it's just so dirty, but I'm, 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 I give up, I'm not, look, <sighs> I hate to be the one to tell you this, but could you please grow up? Honestly, the world wasn't born with you being so entitled that you have earned the right to perfect government just because you're here. If you want good civil government, quit blanking about it and get involved and change it. That's what we've spent 42 years trying to inspire people to do. That's what people in Ohio have done through this past year. There are heroes in Ohio who are never going to get noticed who have fought this regime and this totalitarian, anti-constitutional, fear-driven nonsense, and they have prevailed. They've prevailed in getting legislation passed in Ohio that puts the legislature back in control. They've prevailed in the courts. Every time we've taken on this administration, we've won. They've prevailed at the state house. They've prevailed over the media. The Ohio people of Ohio have prevailed to get back to the truth of this situation. For goodness sakes, why would you give up now? You can make a difference. You can make an impact. And you can have an influence in this next election. Look, freedom isn't free. Quit telling me that you really revere Ronald Reagan and then aren't willing to do what he said, which is to fight for your liberty. Now, you don't fight by going out and punching people in the nose. Well, no duel. No duel. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Maybe Jimmy Stewart you do, and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. But we're not talking about weapons. We're not talking about punching people in the face. We're talking about doing the hard work of giving money to political candidates, promoting, teaching your children what it means to be an American, inspiring them to serve their country. And if you don't have to go on a ship overseas and carry a gun, how about in the state legislature? How about in the city council? How many counties and cities took over in the COVID situation and drove their areas into darkness on this because they had lousy people in city council and in the county commissioner's offices. We'll come with, We'll come back tomorrow with some numbers that we'll share with folks because some may be thinking, well, we spend too much time and money on politics. We spend, we spend more money on Halloween every year than we do on electing a Congress. I mean, it, it, when you look at the money and break it down, it's laughable. There is a great awakening going on in this country that is bigger than the woke movement. And that great awakening is this. If I stay uninvolved, my government can hurt me bad. Now's the time we change that. If you haven't got enough for myself and Dave Zanotti, visit us at thepublicsquare.com. You can find the COVID Chronicles on YouTube, over 25 episodes on thepublicsquare.com and YouTube of work that we've done over and the past And a boatload months. of other stuff that we hope is good, especially this last couple of weeks of broadcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to Marcy. And remember, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. Enjoy the silence.